Welcome to my basement, everybody. Thank you all for joining us today. We've got a, uh, a guest you may know. Let's see if I can get the angle right. No, he's over this way. He's over this way. It's Tommy Tellerico is joining me in the house again today. Welcome to my basement, buddy. I know that attic space quite well, that uh, studio space over there. You you do? I believe you, you've slept in here. And I, I have, and yes. I, and I was, I, and Lord knows I, I slept in your basement a lot back in the day. <laughs> you I mean, have. <laughs> the amount of hours and literally hundreds and hundreds maybe thousands thousands it is it's thousands of hours that we spent together <laughs> playing video games in your basement is pretty amazing to think about 20 years later you know <laughs> I, and, I, and i and i'm still doing it man and i'm right in the middle of i call this season the game avalanche this is when everything starts to come out i've been reviewing uh, retro consoles and vr and uh, the the new Xboxes and PlayStation should be here pretty soon, and it's just yeah. insane. I was actually I was looking forward to playing the new Amico, but of course we all know that that has uh, that's been pushed back due to circumstances beyond your control. Right, right, yeah, yeah. The uh, you know obviously the COVID thing slows everything down when you're you know manufacturing like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. Everybody and all most of all electronics are manufactured in china so you know so that's a big deal but what one of the things that people um might not consider uh with the whole you know china covid thing too is it's not just that the factories were shut down for a couple months but that caused a lot of backups right and so the big companies now to catch up on all the stuff they lost the Samsungs, the Sonys, the Lenovo's, you know, of course the factories are going to push out all the, all the, the little guys. And it makes sense. It's not, you know, it's not bad behavior or anything like that. It's, you know, they, you know, there's a, there's a pecking order to this stuff and you know, it's business is business, but also like toilet paper we saw in the beginning of, of March, everybody started buying up components and chips and so which drove the price up. So from a from a manufacturing standpoint, boom, that that caused slowdown. But also, you know, we have to go through 50 compliance tests, you know, whenever you put out an electronic device. So so not only is there um, we, we have 25 just in the United States alone, you know, that you have to go through these governments, you know, mostly government agencies to get all these compliance, whether it's electrical or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. It does it heat up when you put it in a trunk in Texas in July, you know, does it explode all these different things and 25 in the United States. But remember, we're 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 also, you know, launching day one in Canada, all across Europe in the UK, Middle East. So there's 25 other things just for those different, as you know, being in Canada yeah. is the packaging in French, you know, all these yeah. kind of different things that you have to do are the manuals in French. It's just a, and so, um, so that slows down and gets backed up. And then, but just the, the idea of human beings a team of 50 now we're up to 60 people yep. Yep. being in the same room together to create you have to you know and 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 so that has obviously uh you know slowed us down as well so you know we made the decision look 
we only get one shot at a first impression. Right. And and we also we we spoke to our uh, we spoke to our distributors, our manufacturers, but most importantly, the retailers. And they're like, look, why do you want to come out this Christmas anyway? With PlayStation and Xbox, they're going to suck all the air out of the room. You know, when we never sell stuff is like, you know, spring, right? You know, because because everybody in the video game industry tries to get all their products out for Christmas. Some will spill into January that didn't make the Christmas. But like and if you remember, the Nintendo Switch came out in March. It's a very smart did very well as 60 million units worldwide to keep them on the shelves. Right. And, and, And so so that's when we decided we sat down with our team, with our developers, manufacturers, distributors and retailers and really sat down with the retailers to say, what is a great new time? And, and it gives us enough time to do the things we need to finish up and do. And so that's when we came out. Our, our founders edition is coming out April 3rd, which is four, three, two, one launch. And uh, so that's four, three, great. 21. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to hit store shelves around the world on April 15th. Now in Canada, specifically to you, you'll be happy to know we're in GameStop. We're in EB Games. Right. We're in Best Buy, as, and as you know, you know, Best Buy was 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 Future Shop, right? Or mm. so all the Future. Uh, shops. Yes, Best Buy it? bought Future Shop. That's right. Future yeah. Shop, yeah. yeah. So which is a big deal for Canadians. Know how big Future Shop was or is, um, and uh, and of course Amazon and Walmart and uh, yeah, all the all the biggest places in Canada. Um, and uh, and of course, like I said, across Europe. So so you know I you know me, Vic. You've known me for almost oh gosh, twenty seven years. Yeah. And I'm always a you know glass half full guy as as you are as well. Yep. Um, except when it comes to reviewing games, then we then we go into our personas. But but <laughs> with uh, you know with life, um, you always have to try to look at the positive. Let's take the positives. As horrible a situation as this is, where can we draw positives? And for us, it was like, you know what? It gives us more time to raise money. It gives us more time to do all Great the awareness. things that maybe we were cutting out. Yeah. Yep. Awareness, finish more games to have on launch. Right. You know, right. We're, right now, we're scheduled to have 35 games on launch. You know, the world record was 34 with the Wii U. Nintendo Wii U had 34 games on launch. So, hey, let's try to go for 35. So um, 35 games will be available on day one. Yeah, and six of them are pack-in games. You get six full games packed in, not demos, not little, thing, you know, six complete full games and some of the more popular ones uh, that we have too. So, uh, yeah, we you know, we really want to – my whole thing, Vic, was – I wanted I want to create trust and value. Right. right. Those are the two things that are most important to me. It's not profit margins, making a buck, doing this. You know, that's that's for corporate America to deal with and boards of directors and stockholders and quarterly earnings. For us, we're doing this for the love. Yes, right. we hope to be successful and that will, you know, bring in financial uh, you know, rewards. Sure. But you know, I mean, I could, a lot of us who who started this thing, myself, David Perry, all these, we could have retired ten years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. We're doing this for the love and the passion. We want to bring 
we want to use video games just like I did with video games live. Yeah. yeah. I want to use video games to bring people together, no matter what your skill level, no matter what your background, your cultural background, men, women, old, young, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah and right? I think, I think, I think we're in this culture of, um, I mean, it, it's a self-perpetuated and self-crafted culture in video games. It's so competitive and that exists in the marketplace that exists in the conversations that people have. It, it is, it, it's part of the DNA of video games. And uh, I think what you have recognized and what I've recognized is that there is a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of open doors out there for people to come to games in different ways you definitely recognize that when you were on our shows you recognize that again with video games live and i think that's what intellivision has been for you all the way along it's like this marketplace is not being served and it it is in a, in a mobile sense but it's not bringing people together around the television and I, you know, I've always got it. And I think a lot of the people here have got it, understand it as well. But it's almost like this isn't really the group of people that you need to be successful with this. And the other side, I think, from what I understand, is it, it's not like you're trying to be number one. You want a sustainable business that is able to kind of grow organically through people just having a, a fun time in front of the machine, which is honestly how the video game industry started. It was all very how it started. grassroots back then. Exactly. And you'll notice right. that a lot of things that we're doing with the console, with whatever, whether it's marketing or game design or the people we're hiring or our attitudes towards things or, or the, the distribution model, everything is about the way it used to be right you know yeah. and there's so many people who 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 talk to me and say gosh i'm i miss sitting down and playing a video game with my mom or with my wife or with a brother or right. gosh i haven't played a video game with my brother in 20 years because he's you know i play games but he doesn't like the controllers or or you know yeah we're or or a husband and wife will say yeah, you know, we play video games, but we don't play them together because my wife's on Candy Crush and I'm on Fortnite or whatever. But but you nailed it, though, when you say, you know, we're not even really targeting hardcore gamers. Yeah. yeah. Do, do I think that hardcore gamers will eventually pick up and enjoy the machine? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think they will. Hold on. But let's put the let's put the pause on this because I keep seeing scroll and we're going to get into the chat here in a second. But people keep talking about the echo. And I think it's my echo coming through your monitor into your microphone because it's a okay, course. Let me, do, you, do you have headphones? Maybe uh, I don't, but I can turn this down. OK, let me hear you talking. Check, check, check. Can you hear me? Is it uh, is it echoing into the uh, into the uh stream can you hear my voice no echo okay phoenix is fine i grew up watching um listen while, while i've stopped everything for a second here for technical because it's all every live stream it's like in the middle of it oh, trust me, i had a nightmare i tried to do a live stream two weeks ago uh within television and it was it was it was hilarious i mean i can say it's hilarious now it was horrifying at the it's time. horrifying but 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 like we had tested it obs <laughs> tested a million times i didn't want there to be any glitches tested it three four times for like an hour and then saturday morning comes along start the stream yeah boom 
<laughs> everything sucked i'm like no the I, internet gods were were uh, I, I mean we, we have shipped so many shows but the thing that screws us up is making internet video it is the hardest right? thing in the right. <laughs> we've shipped well gosh, full I mean, on complicated like, like there's so many pieces have to come together and yeah we shipped it but pressing live on a stream always problems every single time so is the audio a bit better right now let's see uh Tommy's fine. Vic still has an echo, and I I don't think it's anything from my end. I'm not well, I, sure. I'm I'm hearing an echo too, though, Vic. So when when you're talking to me, okay, I actually hear an echo. Oh shit! Well. I know what it is. I have I have my audio being pumped through a different machine to handle Zoom. So that's what you're looking at over there. So I don't know if it's picking up my audio as it's streaming out. It shouldn't, but maybe it is. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't run into that before. I had a little bit of an echo issue yesterday on a different stream. <laughs> Somebody just in the chat just said, that's the first time I've ever heard Vic cuss. <laughs> and he was the first one to do it. We're live. And he, see, the whole thing was a ruse. I'm the nice guy. Oh, He's right. Yes. Yeah, listen, this, this group of people is smarter than that. They know. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. We can't, we can't fool them. They, you can't fool these people. Um, okay, so there's an echo. I don't know what to do. Hopefully it's livable. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to click. Um, I hear Tom. Tommy Fine in my headset. And, uh, and yeah, I'm getting an echo just listening to you. And and uh, well, here, let me, let, let's do a test. I'm going to mute my microphone. Okay. And tell me if I'm going to mute and then keep talking. Okay, check, check. Is there an echo? Am I still echoing? Is there still an echo happening? Check, check, check. Can you hear me? Test, check, check, check. Can you hear me? Test, test, check, check, check. How about, how about the, uh, how about them echoes? Uh, let's see. Check, check, check. Uh, Yep, yep, still, still a, an, an echo. echo. I don't know why. Like, like I, I don't I'm, understand. I'm hearing, I'm hearing it through your thing too. The, and 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 so folks say, uh, folks are giving me crap because they're like, "You're an audio guy. You have headphones." <laughs> I, I do. I, I actually have like a three thousand dollars set of Seinhausers down here. I just don't want to wear them because I look silly. Because they're like the big professional ones. I look uh, like uh, I'm listening to uh, B.J. Thomas. Rainbow raindrops keep falling on your head on my dad's record player in 1974. That's awesome. I don't. I, <laughs> by the way, Vic, did you notice? Look, I'm wearing two watches. Well, it looks like you're wearing like four or five what, what what's this, what are the they're, they're what, these are steampunk that's a steampunk watch Look, crazy the lights go on too. that's it's, that's it's nuts really cool. I, I i didn't know rolex made one of those and this, and this is <laughs> and this is a constantine which is a watch company out of russia okay um looks like a crazy really face because yeah see it has his head and it's and the eyes yeah. go around it's really cool and the, and the joke there is folks is that you know we had a, like a little running thing if you ever go back and look at old electric playground episodes yes i would i would always wear two watch right um i had a lot of time on my hands you but, did have but, a lot of time on your hands yes but we didn't that was the joke <laughs> that we actually never had any time on our hands we were always <laughs> rushing um, i'm liking i'm liking your background i i'm looking at a vetrex yep i see that i see that you have spider-man nice nice that's, that's hulk in a sink over there because this this is the basement this is actually my basement it's not just okay. a set because we don't have sets anymore. Everybody works I out of their basements. So this is this actually. There's a sink back there. And How close I, is the toilet? I, I, the toilet's not far. 
And, all right, we uh, should put all that Batman stuff in there. Oh, because... oh give me a break. You know, <laughs> you know, Batman is the best. And that, yeah, that is my whole collection of, uh, see if you can see that over here. This is all the Batman black and whites are right back there. For those, for those of you uh, who might not have seen uh vic and i oh 200 people are now watching amazing For those of you who didn't see vic and i back in the day we always had this running joke i'm a big marvel fan and vic was always more uh accustomed to dc yes, yes. and and so we would always kind of fight you know uh fight back and forth which one was better but but the, but the fun and and the reality is is that we both like we, we actually both like all the companies but but again you, you know you, you we play up our personas a little bit on air but well i was always pissed because the spider-man games were awesome well that, and the, that's what and the batman games were crap for so long that's what I was, that was what i was right about to say is that the the running joke for like 12 years on tv he could never get a good batman game and again this is so you got to think though the time was like 1994 95 to like 2000 and and eight right so so this was before the awesome batman games came out like arkham asylum and all, and all those great games but they were all kind of crappy and so i would always tease them on the show uh because spider-man always had great great uh great games <laughs> it sucked man and then we finally got arkham and then uh and then the, and the spider-man game that came out in 2018 i couldn't review it with you then because you were really ramping up on in television but did you play it did you uh, play insomniac's spider-man game uh, oh God, yeah, on yeah, the PlayStation yeah. I mean, Four. Yes, on the play. Yeah, the exclusive. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting because the the graphics were so beautiful, and 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 the the web slinging was you know once you got into it. But man, I just I found the con. It was it was it was a little difficult for me to to remember the controls. Maybe I'm just getting too old. I don't know. But yeah. it's like you. It was it was kind of difficult to get in, and then it's not like the old days, Vic, right? Where we could just play games for five hours every day for like a week. It's like okay, I, I had like an hour and a half, and then you. Oh, get yeah, it's it. a job. It's, it's a job. job. It's a job. Yeah, to then you put it down, games. and then five days later you yeah. pick it up, and I'm like, I don't remember anything, you know. So that was the. I couldn't get into it as much as I had the same problem with Red Dead Two. Mm -hmm. I loved Red Dead One, but. I, you know, Red Dead 2, I couldn't get into it as much because I'm like, I just didn't have the time and the, yeah. oh man, it was, it was brutal. But, but I appreciate the game. I just personally never, I didn't get into it as much as I got into other That's a shock. Spider-Man games. Not, are not you, to take anything away. Are from you the getting the PS5? Or are you going to get the uh, PlayStation you know, 5? You and... I haven't pre-ordered any of them yet. Yeah. And, and, and which is, you know, it's interesting. I talked to a lot of people and a, a lot of gamers and and they've kind of said the same thing because i'm like am i just weird or like or am i just too into the intellivision thing like my head down working hard to and a lot of people were like nah it's just you know we're we're just not as excited like i can't it, you know we're just not as excited as like when the playstation 2 came out or when the playstation 4 like oh my god i have to have it i'm gonna stand in line overnight there doesn't seem to be that much hype right now. Maybe that'll change a week before 
I don't know. What what do, what is your thoughts? Are you well, as excited? I, I, as I am freaking excited, but I'm acutely aware that people don't review video games for a living. You know, and a lot of my peers, a lot of the people that I um, interact with, whether you know my kids in elementary school, and so I know a lot of parents, and you know a lot of people that are not watching every minute of video games. They're certainly fans of the content, and I do have video game conversations when I walk down the street with people that I know all the time. But they don't they don't check in on every single thing, you know. And I think that there's a huge swath of people out there that sort of dive in for a little while. I was talking about this yesterday on the chat. I think there's a huge demo out there, and I think this is what Sony is all about with not putting backwards compatibility in. They look at th that there's an audience that buys in, buys a bunch of games, and then sells it, all that stuff, when they they kind of have their fill. And then the new stuff comes out and they buy it and they buy a bunch of games and then they sell it. And, you know, they, they get on with their lives. And I think what's happened now in this fifth generation of PlayStation and as the industry has really matured is people are very... Um, aware of the time limitations that they have for entertainment yeah, in general. Yeah, that's true. And so they're buying to that and they're playing smarter. And honestly, a lot of gamers too are very aware that if they wait, the sales come up, the deals come up. And every time I tweet I, and I ask people, what are you playing this weekend? I am shocked by how many people are saying I'm playing something from my uh, backlog. I'm playing something that came out last year on Steam, or I'm playing a. There's you know. so much great content. You're probably like me, and I know you're you're doing it more as a living than anyone else. But yeah. but like me, like I have such a backlog of stuff sitting in shrink wrap that yeah. I bought that I was excited to play, but I haven't even got to yet. And you're right, Vic. Especially the older we get, the yeah. less time. Yeah, you have a you know, beautiful young daughter now and you want to spend time with your family and, and your wife. And, you know, and, and it's like that stuff becomes more important. Yes. Than, you know, than playing video games for 10 hours that, you know, the older, you, you know, the older you get. And, and that was really that's kind of a big thing that we're doing, like around in television is that, you know, with Amico, these games aren't six hour adventures. They're not. It's like dive in 20 minutes with your family and friends oh let's switch to another game now spend 10 15 minutes on that one here's another game and you know you're there for like an hour two hours and you've played five or six seven games you're laughing your mom is winning one game you you know you're winning you know and that's Again, bringing it back to the way it was when we were growing up, that's the way it was. How many times did you and your brother play games together and and he won sometimes, you won sometimes? And then when was the last time you played a game with your brother? I honestly I didn't really play games with my brother. My brother was oh, you into didn't, no? Yeah, yeah, he was into a totally different thing. Maybe we did a little bit, but I certainly uh, I was the guy that had all the machines and everybody from my high school would hang out at my place after school right. and on the weekends. You and had my friends in high school. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had lots of friends oh. in high school. You should learn what having real friends is like, Tommy. <laughs> Not just the people you have to hire to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, oh, you're you're going to throw it at me? I'll throw it right back at you, man. I know, I know your you game. No, listen, I, I had uh, my mom was so concerned with the electricity in our uh, in our uh, house because I always had people over. We were playing everything. I remember we spent a whole summer playing uh, uh, Larry Bird versus Dr. J one on one oh, on, on, on Atari, Atari 800. 
I, I had on the Apple II C. Amazing. Now, now let me ask you a question, though. Honest yeah. question. Yeah. Yes. Did you pay for it, or was it a hacked version? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I think it was I, I, hacked because, because I bought my 800 yeah. used. I had a 400. Yeah, and yeah, then I upgraded to the Atari 800, and the 800 that I bought used through like a newspaper ad had all these yeah. floppy disks with it, right? and, and I put it into the machine. I'm like, oh my god, look at all these games I have! And, and, and the reason I say that is because, yeah. I, I you know I probably had a hundred games for my Apple IIc, yeah, and I think I bought three of them. Oh right. And, and one of them though was one on one, Doctor J and and Larry Bird. That was the one of the games I owned. It was that one classic and game. I owned, and I owned Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. You know, uh, the, the the text adventure because as you know, and I still have it. As, you know, I'm a huge Douglas that, Adams yeah. Hitchhiker's fan. And, and then the other one him. was by that uh, a company was called Amazon. It was the name of the game, and you had this little parrot, Paco the parrot, and it was just beautiful graphics. I remember looking on the box. I think I was in Sears. And it was like, oh, my God, like it was so incredible. And it was funny because I went back about a year ago and I'm like, gosh, I want to play this game. Like I want to, you know, I, like I just remember how stunning the graphics are. And then, of course, reality sets yeah. in, right? And you're like, yeah. how did I think this was beautiful ever? <laughs> but, it was, but it was fun. So I, and I actually played it again and it was fun. Sometimes, sometimes the, uh, the, you know, the rose-colored glasses on that, the nostalgia is... It's, it's worth, worth just preserving, preserving as a memory. Um, yeah. I, I want to give a shout out here because we have uh, lots of people in the chat. And uh, thank yeah, you for the super, super chats. Ulrich Firelord, number one fan, little animation. That's amazing. Uh, and uh, let's talk Resident Evil. Great to see you two live. Thank you for all the memories for the early game reviews back in the day. I, it was our pleasure. You know, we, we recognized how special an opportunity it was to work together and, and, uh, Holy crap! Did we have a great time? You know, we, it was it was it was so crazy. You know, we were shooting all over the damn place, and and uh, it just felt like like opportunities were endless. You know, and we were kind of we were aware that we were bringing video games out to people that that they weren't used to that. You know, remember the the uh, uh, the baseball game that we went to, or where the A's were playing the Yankees, and the Yankees, yeah. yeah, and you were talking to the ball players, but I was walking around through the stands and asking people, you know, what console they liked better and stuff, and it, like, I'm like nobody was doing anything like that back then, man. It was so fun. It's crazy fun, but I mean, yeah, I mean, your your whole you know show concept, it was so ahead of its time. Everything you did was cutting edge, ahead of its time. There were a few other you know, there was another uh, uh, video game show in Canada. What was it called? I was actually on the show once. I, th um, I think that was Game Nation. Yeah, Game Nation with the bald guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 no one was doing it to the level that 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 you know that we were at the time. You know, and it was it was funny. Again, we always tell this story, but you know, the first E three, nineteen ninety four. Five. walking around e3 100,000 people yeah. and you were the only one we were the only one that had a video camera yeah because no one was even thinking about you know like yeah you know, i mean i i just i wanted the show like I, if the show was on tv that's what i would want to watch and honestly you know you were an a, a, a amazing ambassador to the video game community because you knew everybody and were friends with everybody and so many great relationships and connections came out of that sort of 
you know, intrinsic relationship that I had with you. And David Perry was a huge supporter right from the beginning as well. And it was incredibly important to me that developers liked the show. And I remember launching in um, San Francisco was one of our first markets in 1997 when it was finally on TV after we tried a couple things. Uh, to sell the show, and, and we finally sold it, but it, it, we were on KBHK in San Francisco, and the ratings were fantastic, and the station was so happy, and that was so affirming for me because I knew that it was a lot of people from, they didn't know what the hell EP was, you know, it was the first episode out of nowhere, we had no marketing budget, uh, but developers knew because we had emailed everybody in the industry that the show was coming. And there are so many game makers in San Francisco that I know that a huge chunk of our audience was people that actually made these things and they liked the show, you know, and and I knew that it was going to be OK. You know, I knew that and it was never easy. It continues to not be easy. But I knew that if we made something that that the people that we were trying to honor with our crazy antics enjoyed, that we'd have a nice long run. And holy hell, did we have a long run on TV, you know, and, and I still, I, I still have interesting conversations and, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it was amazing, but I'm going to give some shout outs here. I'm going to give a shout out Go ahead. Uh, to some of our intelligent friends who, who showed up. These are guys that have great YouTube channels. Yes. OEB Pete, uh, Papa Pete, Snestastic Pete. There's literally three Pete's, uh, <laughs> three Pete, three Pete, um, Anthium two tails, my buddy, um, Alex Snell, fellow Canadian. By the way, Papa Pete and OEB Pete are Canadians also. So representing uh, Canada. In You're here. half Canadian. You can wear that with I'm pride. At, yep, I'm yep. Canadian. My boys at level 857. Yes, they're in here. They're, 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 they're I saw my, that. They, they just did a great video uh, on Amico. Uh, very much appreciate. I, I love those guys. I can't wait to meet them in person and, and play some couch co-op. Uh, with big chocolate. I hear uh, that, man. We 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 have give me the Italian flatbread. <laughs> we, we have got, got to uh, hang out in person again. again at some point here, man. It's ridiculous. This year for not being able to go anywhere is just awful. Uh, I've got Paul Adamson in here, VR Grid, Jonathan McFowl, Blair Farrell, uh, Logan Bear, Scarecrow. Tommy, I don't see a price on the website for the actual hardware. Is there any estimated price? Very interesting. Sorry if I missed it. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it should be on our website. I'm pretty pretty sure it's on the website, but I, I can tell you, um, yeah, the the so the base unit, the standard unit, comes in two colors, either a, a glacier white or a um, uh, uh, graphite black. And let me see, do I have anyone? I think I have a. Well, here's here's one of the one of the black ones. This isn't final. This, this is going to be kind of a gunmetal. Uh, metallic gunmetal around here but um and each it comes with two uh controllers uh and and the controllers are pretty amazing it has a uh, color touch screen um a color touch screen uh, accelerometer and gyroscope force feedback can you play uh, the, the, the core, core game, game just on, on that no, we, we have we have a little Easter eggs on here, but okay. uh, but no, it's it's we, we we tried to keep the price down as low as possible and to really do something that you need a whole that, processor you know, in there and bigger processors in there. Yes, and we yeah. really don't need them for the game experiences. So it was kind of a 
thing, but uh, it also has wireless contact charging. So you just put it in. So these are really amazing technological things and you get two of these. And so two of those and the console and you get six free full games on the console and all the other games are $9.99 or less. All of our physical media is $19.99 or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no violent games and, and things like that. No bad language. Everything's kind of family uh, friendly. And that whole thing is the same exact price as the Wii was with one controller in one game 15 years ago. Right. So the, the, the Wii was $249 when it came out with one controller and one you know Wii Sports, which was a great game but you know kind of a tech demo you weren't getting a full bowling game or you know and so you're getting six games and, and by the way no micro mi- no micro transactions right. no in-app advertising no loot boxes no added dlc um and so you, you buy a game for 9.99 or less you own it forever you can store 50 games about between 40 and 50 games on the internal storage of the hard drive. But we also have a mini a micro SD port in the back that you can expand to whatever you want to expand to. So if you want a thousand every game forever, you know, you just you just save it right on the right on the back as well. And the other thing is, though, all of our games are single player. All of the games also have a multiplayer, either a couch co-op or a versus mode. Every game has that. And so, so, so that you don't, now we will be selling controllers, extra physical controllers, but you can also play up to eight players on some of the games. And all you need to do is download our free app. It's called Amico club. You can go download it. Now you download our free app and you'll be able to hook that up to the machine up to eight players. So right out of the box, you can have up to eight players. And by the way, the mobile phones actually look really, they play really well for some of like the party games and the more simple games, right? You don't want to use these really for the old school, uh, you know, arcade games. Some of them work okay, but you really want, you know, this disc and the, and the controller, you know, the, the, the tactile uh, feedback and stuff. So, so yeah, value, and trust. That's our that's our two big things. Now I, I have heard all of this uh, for a while, and and I let you run with all that uh, because I know there's a lot of people that are still sort of clicking in and they don't know. Uh, but I, my question to you is. Um, this is a new facet of you that I'm seeing, you know, the guy that's like pitching a product for people to buy. And you've been doing this now for about a year or two years at this point. Are you, is it relentless on you or do you get excited about it every time no, you talk excited. about it? I tell you, I, I just got very excited. Look, look, can you see? <laughs> yeah, I can see. <laughs> that's, that's enough. enough. Keep those, those in the shirt. <laughs> But, but, but knowing that there was somebody, there was somebody there yeah. in the chat that hadn't known about in television, Amico, or was just learning, hearing this for the first time, right. that super, that super excites me that, right. that it really, so, so I don't care if I've told 
the story 10,000 times. Is it, is it the same? I mean, you were, I saw that when we were talking about the show because, you know, you were so invested in the success of the show that you would, you were an amazing person to walk into any room with. Uh, you, you know, obviously a huge personality, but you also did uh, EP always a huge favor of, of being an ambassador for what we were trying to achieve with the program. So I saw that, and then I saw it again with Video Games Live, sometimes to my chagrin as we were waiting to shoot, and you'd be on a phone call talking about all kinds of cool things. You were like, I've got the crew, man. we got to shoot. Let's do this. But I saw the the uh, that drive is relentless, and it's amazing, but I, this is different. Like, you, you have so many... This is the biggest thing you've ever done, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this yeah. this this is my my final swan song, as they <laughs> say, right? I mean, you know, um, you know, the music career, television shows, live concerts. This is and is as amazing and award winning as big as all those things were. You know, yeah. we won Telly Awards, you won an Emmy Award, you yeah. know, like as as much as big as those things were, and they were huge and gigantic and amazing. Yeah, when I pull this one off, this this will be uh, this will you can't go higher at that point, right? Yeah. In, in the video game industry, you well, can't well go any people do though, and we know Phil Harrison has he was fantastic at Sony. I can't believe they let him go, and then he worked at Microsoft, and Microsoft for a while, and now he's running Google. Now Google. Do, yeah. do you have a thirst for this as an executive? I mean, you've been an executive for your own no. company. Do you do you want? <laughs> Do you want to go and launch more machines? No. And be, no. No. <laughs> no, no, because, because, well, and I say that because, yes, I'm an executive in title. Yeah. CEO, chief executive officer, president. Right. Yes. The buck stops here. And like I said, we have 60 employees. We have offices in Dubai, yeah. uh, in the United Arab Emirates. We have offices, our European headquarters in Nuremberg, Germany. We have a Salt Lake City where all of our logistics and all of that, you know, big office there. The biggest office is our headquarters in, in Irvine, California, right. where the where the creative stuff happens. Um, and you know, we have test departments and logistics people and marketing and and sales and like teams of people, right? And 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 so yes, I'm an executive, but but I don't consider my like I'm still one of the guys. I'm still. I'm one of the gals or guys or gals, right? Yep. You're, You're one, one of the gals. We know that. I'm one of the gals. <laughs> and, and the, um, but it, but it's, you know, there's no, you know, uh, I don't want to be this suit. Yeah. I don't want to be, yes. Oh no, I have to do or say something a certain way. Right. And the stockholders. You, you and I have texted a little bit about that, haven't we? Because I've seen you do the, um, the video content that you've been producing around in television is an interesting thing because you're trying to talk to people that may not know hardly anything about the video game industry or what you're trying to achieve with in television. And you kind of have to tamp yourself down a little bit. And, and, and I see that in you because I know that you're, I mean, I know I've known you for 25 years, you know, and I, I know that this is a, a different, a different shade of you that you have to, a different muscles you have to flex. Well, and the thing is, you know, from a responsibility standpoint, for sure, because it's when when it's you on the stage doing a video games live show, you have a handful of people around you, lighting, audio, you know, who are on your team. Yeah. Because yeah. you can never do any of this by yourself, right? Yes. Well, I can, but I, I'm not. I, I do it with an echo now. Well, in that, <laughs> I mean, you have an echo. Um, 
but but even with the TV show, we had a small group of amazing people around us and you knew everyone's name and you knew what they did and, you know, and this and that. And then when you're working on music, my music career, you know, I had Joey working with me, but, you know, but it was kind of like all the onus is on you, you know, but with this. So it was like that with the TV shows where it was me and you creating this stuff with a small handful of people, yep. video games live, touring this big show around the world with a small handful of people, doing all the audio stuff, small handful of people. But within television, this is a worldwide thing with a lot of people. I mean, we surpassed the small business when you when you go past 60 employees. Sure. And, and, and now it becomes something that I haven't been accustomed to yes. in my career with yes. so many people, but at the end of the day, it's all about passion, yeah. you know, and the people who work with you see it and it excites them and they feel a part of the team. So, so we have this big business that we're running like a very small business. And I think that's really you know, really, really important. And, and the audience that we're going after the families, um, you know, uh, moms, small kids, uh, seniors, grandparents, you know, uh, Latino community, Christian, Mormon, Muslim, you know, like we're doing things we're, we're, we're talking to people who normally don't seem to be talked to or don't get a seat at the table, if you know what I mean, right? For sure, yeah. And, and I did the same thing with video games live. People said, you're crazy. No one's going to see video game music. Like, who cares? Because old people go to the symphony or rich people, yeah. and they don't care about, old people don't play video games. And people who do play video games don't care about a symphony. So you're stupid, you're screwed. No one's gonna show up to your dumb thing. And you know, and we, we, hear, we certainly hear the same thing from a certain, you know, group of, you know, people who, who also say, you're crazy, this is dumb, no one's gonna buy this. Families don't play video games together anymore. And if they do, they're doing it on the Switch and there's no room you're, in the You know what, you're, you're only hearing that from people that are already into games. And right, right. they're not- Oh yeah, make, hardcore games. Yeah, but they're not making things, you know? Right. And, and, and they, they don't know the ins and outs of what it's like to launch any business. And honestly, nobody predicted the success of the Wii. No, or the switch remember everybody or hated the switch the switch was over yes. they got out of the business totally i mean it's the same stupid stuff over and over and no one ever learns their lessons and, okay I, and i'm i'm gonna I, i'm gonna try to fix this echo because i keep seeing people talk about it and um i i, I think i know what happened is we had a switch over that, i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to the chat here james patrick Perfect. patrick says tommy missed you so much i appreciate Perfect. that thank you it's Good to be back talking to my old uh, buddy, Vic. Oh, go game, go in the chat. Way to go. I don't know if it's, uh, uh, oh, that must be, uh, I don't know if it's Stu or, I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, um, there you go. Who else we got in here? Um, Am I still echoing? echoing? Check, check, check. 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 Let's oh, see what's, uh, Hip Hop Dan wants check, to Check, check, Jeff. check. Okay, it is Jeff. Um, Hip Hop Dan wants to know, What's in my pants? What I don't want to know. We don't want to know. No, we don't. Show Dan. Okay. I'm going to show Dan. What are you guys ready? Because I always used to shove stuff down my pants. Yes, yes. This is the Rudy Giuliani moment right here. Oh, I see. Okay, great. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> that that's should be the packaging right there. Life size, <laughs> life size that's Tommy Tallarico. You got to get the people, poster. yeah, the people to pull the uh, Amico controller out of your pants before they can use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry that uh, the, this echo was happening. I sounded so Canadian Leland right there. Leland is in the chat. Leland is an old, uh, an old uh, a follower and fan of ours, and. Leland's been to uh, Leland's been to some video games live shows. And, this is and it's he's, a, he's a little lukewarm on Amico right now, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna convert him eventually. He, he's starting to come around. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get Leland. He's gonna be excited once he plays it. Um, Thank you, Brad Dwyer, the, who's saying the echo isn't too bad. I feel terrible that I can't I can't figure this out, but I just don't know what the, what the heck is going on. In the house, my favorite mother from another Jewish mother. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh tom plus vic to g4 2021 i'm sure you're getting a million people texting you and and tweeting at you about uh are, are you going to be on g4 or are you and i going to do something on g4 we we don't know we, we don't know yet and we can't say anything yet so uh but yeah, i mean I, look vic i'll put it out there right now if you pitch if 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 you talk to g4 or you're talking to them you tell them that that I will make time if I have to do it on the weekends or take vacation time. I'll absolutely let's do a reviews on the run judgment day. Yeah. Yes. Let's bring, let's bring it back. And I'll I'll you know, even if I not on it all the time or as a special guest, tell them you got me and and let's let's bring that back uh, for sure. Lewis says are you still doing video games live? Uh, we are. If you go to videogameslive.com, you can see we're starting to add shows in the 2021. Obviously, the whole tour this year uh, was was canceled because of COVID, but it actually gave me more time to work on uh, on television stuff. So imagine, so imagine kinda, if we had a TV show in the middle of all that. <laughs> Hey, we did it before. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I, if I recall, you passed out in your kitchen. <laughs> I did. I passed out, broke my front teeth. That was while I was working on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I'll never forget that. Dude, I have to tell you something. Um, I've got this Polymega. We're going to talk about retro gaming and everything. Polymega, yeah. How do you like that? I saw uh, your review. It's, it's amazing. And, and, and what's, it, what, what's amazing about it? How much is it? it? Is it like it's expensive. It's, four, it's 400 bucks for the base unit. But it plays um, Saturn and Sega CD, PlayStation awesome. 1, Neo Geo CD, and now, Turbo, Turbo Graphics CD. thing, or does it play that out of the box? Is that That's, the one that you have to stack? No, the, the stackable modules are for cartridge-based machines. So if you want a gen okay. Genesis on there oh, or a Super Nintendo, machine. which is cool because we've never had anything like this where it plays a bunch of these different things. Um, so it's expensive, but if you have a big library like I've got because we've been doing this for so long. it's not expensive at all then, yeah. I'm playing these games over HDMI and I'm streaming. I, and I said all that in my review. But one of the games that I played was Spider-Man for the PlayStation 1. And of course, I dug into the uh, credits, and I had TQ Jefferson on uh, Vic's basement not too long ago. We did a whole interview yeah. with him. He was an amazing guy. Great story, yeah. too. I, I, uh, I worked with him on, I think, Tony Hawk 2. Or, right. No, oh, no, no, Spider-Man. I think I worked with him on Spider-Man back in the day. Oh, no, well, I worked with him on Tony Hawk, I think, the Dreamcast version, I think. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, I'm in the credits, and I'm... And I, and I see, see your name pop up that you did uh, sounds and music for the game. And it, it was, 
you know what I'm th I'm so close to you and we're working all the time I don't have the perspective to see the contributions sometimes you know I don't quite appreciate all I mean I know numerically and I and you'll tell me how busy you are and how many awesome things you've done you have no you're, you're very good at telling us that but it's also it's, it, it was an amazing thing to see my friend and and to recognize what an important game this is and how it's just you know rippled through time and it's still fun to play in 2020 and there's my friend who helped make this game and he did incredible work on it and it was really a it was a powerful cool moment you know and i know that you do my I haven't played the new Tony Hawk. Is my name in the credits on that? I don't know. I didn't check. But it was it was amazing for me to play this 20-year-old game and to see your name in there and go, God, I've known this guy forever. And look at all these amazing titles he, he helped well, to make. Well, when me and you met, I remember the very day we met, and it's still on camera. People can look it up on YouTube, put in Tommy Vic first meeting or whatever. Yep. But I was... And you asked me, what am I working on? And I was working on Earthworm Jim 2. Earthworm Jim had just come out and we were showing Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah. And yeah. we had just shown it to Steven Spielberg as well, right. which, was, wow. which was crazy. He was That's just awesome. by our booth. And then like five <laughs> minutes later, I bump into you. So it's like I met Steven Spielberg and Victor Lucas within a five minute span for the first time. It was crazy. And... Um, uh, but, but that, Cosmo that Afterlife so 71 says Vic's kissing up for a job, you smart ass. Ah, there you go. If Tommy, if Tommy um, wants to give me a job, he'll just call me and give me a job. Same, hey, same with me. What. Same with me to him. Uh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, if we start a Canadian division, which I don't know why eventually we shouldn't, yep. I got a lot of friends. I'm going to hire you. I'm going to hire OEBP. <laughs> I'm going to hire this guy, Christian Martin, who's the biggest in television fan I know. You're all going to be running my uh, offices and studio up there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, okay, well, glad to see you guys talk. It's been a long time, long time fan, Sean Adkins. Thank you so much for the super chat. No, we didn't make Earthworm Jim 3D. Yes, and I agree that was terrible. We stopped at two. And, and all the comments and all the new members that are joining up, thank you so much. And this is going to be an audio podcast, and I apologize for the echo. This is a live show that we record from time to time. We do Vic's Basement as a live program on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash EPNTV. So if you ever want to come and join the best chat on the internet, because this is a group of people that understand the totality of the video game industry. A lot of these people have been watching our content since 1995, 1997 for sure. And uh, they know that games are bigger than just what's hot right now. These are not just like the elite Fortnite players in our chat. And so I always am blown away by their, you know, generosity and their intelligence and their, you know, kind of acceptance of everybody that pops in and it's always a, tr a total joy to live stream whether I'm playing games or having conversations like this and to read the insightful comments and uh, you know it's a great honor to work with you guys one one of the one of the um, uh, folks in chat said is your microphone on on your earpiece because maybe it's double Maybe you're getting it off your well, pro mic. Well, I shouldn't be. I mean, it's just plugged into. I have a an external. Uh, I'll show you guys. I have one of these things. These uh, this thing here, and I'm just getting the audio feed. And so, and so I've got, I've got Tommy, Tommy on a different computer, computer patched, patched in through HDMI because I don't. I don't like to pump all of the. And I've, and I've done exactly the, exactly the same, the same live before. before. But, but I, 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 you know what I didn't do is I didn't restart OBS. OBS 
when, when I, changed I changed the computer. Because they I, said I, the Echo was gone for a minute. Really? really? Echo was yeah, gone now? We just did it, fixed it. He said, unplug it again. Echo, Echo was, was back. back now. No more, no more echoes. echoes now. What did you What did you do 30 I, seconds ago? I, I, unplugged I unplugged this. this. It, was it was gone, gone for, for a second. second. Well, then unplug that. Let's see. Check, check, check. Test, test, test. Check, check, check. But I can't. It, it might be coming through this. It actually might be coming through this. I didn't think the about that. The echo was gone when be. the cord was jiggled. Oh, now it says it's fixed. It's gone now. Don't touch a thing. <laughs> Wait Don't a second. Okay. Hold on. I think I know. I think I know what to do. It is incorporating the echo in here, and that started to happen yesterday. So it is. It's this thing. Okay. All right. Aha. I can't hear you yet, Tommy. I got to plug in my headphones into the computer here. So oh, good. He sec. can't hear me. Let me tell you what a dingbat this guy was in real life. All right. Okay. You can't hear a Let's thing see. I'm saying. But that's right way now. over there. Hold on, I gotta make. Vic I gotta bring this is over here. Such a douche. No, I'm, no, I can't hear you. I can't. No, he can't <laughs> I hear can't me. Hear he he better I'm be like, saying nice things. What's oh, he saying? Oh, I'm saying wonderful things. Wonderful things. Okay. <laughs> such an arrogant douche. I mean, you can't believe. You know, I had to put up with him for 13 years on <laughs> that, television. Best 13 you know years of your life. Like? Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I wonder if I had, I, I don't know how to disable this. That's what it is. We figured it out. So it's this stupid, <laughs> it's this stupid thing going through right. here. So the echo is back. Okay. Is the echo back? back. Don't tell yeah. him anything I said in the chat. Okay. Is the, is the echo back? I don't know. Is the echo back? Check, 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 check. This is going to be the best audio podcast ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody with this echo. It's gone. Everyone's saying it's gone. So, okay. So all right. No Good. Echo. No go. echo. Okay. So I don't. I don't put the headphone in all the way so that the this part isn't activated. Okay. I get it now. All I, right. I need to say one. I, can I just say one thing to my yes. friends? Level. Yes. Uh, level eight five seven. I just need to say. Yeah. Good day, day. <laughs> I, that's all. You had, you that's had to all. get sentimental wanted, for a moment. I just wanted to do that. Okay. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the latest um, uh, game trailer release that you you popped out there. It was last week, and you had yeah. you showed off a bunch. I don't know all of the titles because as yeah, as you and I games know, we showed. yeah, I was an Atari guy, and you were an Intellivision guy when we were that's really right. young, getting into games. So we Shark, Shark, even, we would we would have been arguing about video games even when we were. <laughs> 10. <laughs> that it's so true. So Shark Shark and Shark, Cloudy... Shark is a pack-in game. Okay, and Cloudy Mountain. What is... Cl it's Cloudy Mountain's an RPG? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, like a action dungeon crawl kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And Astro Smash is a classic in television game? Yeah, Astro Smash is looking good. That's being done by Nick Broody, in fact. Oh, amazing. Uh, great. One of the great Earthworm Jim artists. Um... And I can't see the video, so I'm I'm just so just call them out as you see them. Okay, cool. And then skiing, you had a nice long, uh, no pun intended, run of showing uh, how much yeah, stuff we, is in here. And we wanted to show the uh, the multiplayer off on this, so you know you can give four skiers at a time. You can play up to eight players uh, in individually, but four skiers in the ski cross mode here. Whoop, jumping over the bears and stuff. it looks great, man. This is a very easy game to yeah. show people and so this is what Intellivision is and and, and you I, know you know what's really cool about it Vic it, it, you really can't show in the trailer but the controls 
when you when you have the controls, um, you know, and you're controlling that skier with the disc and you're just, you know, you're able to like roll around. It's very different from a D pad, right? Right. D pads are up, down, left, right. And then you get the diagonals, right? But, and with analog stick there, it's always pulling towards the center, right? When you pull it down, it's mm. springing back to the center. So to play some, and that's one of the things that people are like, wow, the disc, you know, just going left and right, or, or even with like shark, shark, you moving the fish around like hold, this. Hold on. Please. We got the best comment in the chat today. This is Uh-oh. from evil one says, Tommy needs to make an Indiana Jones game for in television for Vic. Well, you love Indy as much as me. We both have Indy I, I costumes ready to go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to make Indy game uh, right now. Um, obviously Disney owns the, the Lucas, uh, film stuff along yeah. with Marvel yeah. and, and certain folks have certain, um, uh, exclusives on certain properties. Yeah. I don't believe, uh, Raiders or Indiana Jones is an exclusive right now. Dude. Uh, I know Star Wars is with EA, Ju- but- Julian Eckerbrecht and factor yeah. five made the Indiana Jones, super Nintendo game, the adventures yes. of Indiana Jones. And that was, it's a really hard game. But to recreate that on an, on Intellivision would be, I think, fairly straightforward and would be a great you know, repack on, on something that is definitely worth people's time, except it's a single-player-only game, and you're trying right, not to right. do well, those you, types of things, right? You know, well, I mean, all of our games have single-player and multiplayer, so it could be, still be a single-player game, mm-hmm. but then if we had a, a, some kind of multiplayer thing that used the assets... Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you, you, you could get away with doing that. Like it was some kind of like mini game thing. You could, that... you could play a short round and. Exactly. Uh, and you could battle each Mary other with Ravenwood could be in there. I love it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that would but, be so cool. So I would love to do that. But right now we're talking with Disney. We've been talking to him for about a year. I know all the folks over there. Everybody's and, yelling Tron in the chat and right we're, now. And that's it. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Tron! Yes. Yes. You see my little <laughs> up in the corner there too. That's um, great. And and so that's the thing is that we're focused on Tron right now because obviously it's a, a, a you know again we're not Microsoft, Sony, EA, Nintendo. No. You know we don't have millions of dollars in the bank to be spending on Raiders of the Lost Ark right now, right? But 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 you know eventually we want to get there, so we have to start smaller with yes. some of the bigger, bigger companies. So, you know, hey, look, if we get Tron and if we knock it out of the park, then we open up to everything. Frozen. It, it's Marvel. insane that we don't have a Tron game right now. You know, like Tron well, 3 has been announced more. and uh, good. And and Jared Leto is going to be in Tron 3. It's, it's this yeah. persistent brand. Like everybody's aware of it immediately. And every time right. you see anything that sort of reflects the art aesthetic of Tron. Everybody, everybody yells Tron like you yell Tron. And it's like, why don't we have <laughs> a Tron thing right now? Um, and I've got a good question here from Kashimoto. He says, when you guys were reviewing games and Tommy would rate a game 8.3 instead of 8.5 or 6.7 instead of 6.5 and so on, who was the person who put the kibosh to that creativity? Well, I had a lot of conversations with Tommy about that. And... Uh, it, it persisted for a while, but I think when, when we got to Discovery, it was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what? Well, the, the, well, the, <laughs> you have so many numbers in your... In well, your 
But the funny part was this. The funny part was <laughs> used to both kind of do that, I think, at the very beginning. Yeah, but, I, but I, I was Vic always on the point five. Yeah, but 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 Vic was always like, I just knew the point fives or the, you know, the thing. And I'm like, yeah, but I, but I but I want to like get granular because to <laughs> me, there's a difference between a nine and like a nine point eight. You guys you know? see what working with this guy is like? You see? And, 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 well, but there is. There's a big difference. That's a oh, big between story. a 9 and 9.8, for sure. A 10 and a 9.8, how much difference is there? Or a 9.9 9 and a 9.8. There is. There's a difference between okay. a 10 and a 9.8. I don't, well. Because a 10 I, is a perfect game, and if there's a few little things that just bug me, I would have given it a 9.8. IGN used to do that. Is, IGN used to do that, We would have this conversation, yeah. and, say, and then what we ended up doing is, Vic did it his way, and I did yeah, my. I know. Years, <laughs> and I think it was I think it was Discovery that said, "Look, look, people don't know what the hell you guys are doing." A, can you just simplify? That was a huge lesson for us, actually. That was season six of of EP, and we're on yeah. Discovery Science. And right. we had just begotten so sh so much shorthand in how we produced everything, and we were just whipping through stuff a million miles a minute. And Discovery got the show, and they're like, "What the?" Heck? hell is this show like there's so much data there's so many crazy stunts and the like who these people are insane and they they said can, can you just calm down just a bit take us into this world a little slower let us know who these people are and so you'll notice the the like midway through season six and into season seven we kind of uh Got a little well, more educational. Did. Not me. Not you. I mean, it was all, we had to find the balance, but we learned, no, no, it, it was, we, yeah. we had to learn that though, because it was a whole new audience and we were the yeah. only show of its kind. So we were like, had this platform and we didn't want to be exclusive. We wanted people to feel like they were invited into this crazy world, you know? And okay. that was a very good lesson. Check this out. 15 years later, I'm still getting crap. Chris Dugan says, Tommy gave Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a nine. Let me yeah. explain this for a yes. second. <laughs> if I could take one back, that would probably be it. But, <laughs> but you have to understand something, Chris. Please go with me on this for a second. I'm, look, look, look at my notebook. I, yeah. this, one, this is my television notebook. This is my writing notebook. Um, I have many Wonka. I, I'm a huge Willy Wonka fan. And you have to understand that um, that I might have been a little excited that Willy Wonka, because because Willy Wonka came out, I think it was nineteen was it nineteen seventy one, maybe seventy three, somewhere around that. I should know. You were, you were fourteen, was. I think, when it came out. No, <laughs> I was like four. Like <laughs> By the way, for those of you who don't know, Vic and I. Yeah exactly one week apart Vic two, was born one two 35 year olds five. one one week apart one the, week apart i was a little was tiny february bit of gray 11th. in our hair he's february 11th and i'm february 18th we were both aquariuses yes in the dawning of the age of aquarius that's true yeah right? 68 was a pretty came out in 1968 big year um, how, but, but, hey, is the echo still there? I got a comment from Donnie Swanson. I give uh, this Vic's basement a 9.8 out of 10 minus 0.2 for the echo. Is the echo still there? Or did I did I actually figure it out? And and thank you for bearing with me. Hey, Doug Parsons was a week later. Um, and oh, so, cool. No echo. And, and Great. So, thank you, Tiago. So the so 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 to understand, I'm the hugest Willy Wonka fan in the world. And then when. 
a game comes out. And yes. again, because this was pre Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, creepy Johnny Depp, child molesting looking thing came it out. It was creepy. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Was, but it was before that even. But it was and based so, on that though, wasn't it? It was based it was on that. Based on the, was it based on the book, wasn't it? No, I think it was, it was based on the movie. Was it based on that creepy movie? No. But it may have come out before it. But you were excited. Listen, man. Like but I was excited because of Willy Wonka. So when I would see Oompa Loompas running around, yeah. I was just in 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 you know in heaven. And so I think that that probably got into my head. Dude. I was so excited because I was a fan of the license and we, and I hadn't gotten anything in 30 years. Well, listen, do- man. I, what I have learned about reviewing video games game is was probably not a nine is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you know what? You can only approach the way that you receive a game f- from that moment of time. And, and yeah. th- you know, the realities of us getting together on a deadline to produce content is all related to all of this. So you come in with your your personal likes and dislikes and your biases and your yeah. worldview and you appreciate the game for that moment in time and you talk about it from that moment of time and then what i've recognized especially um and we this can go back to talking about the uh, retro stuff is that uh, sometimes upon reflection uh, uh, the, the the way you appreciate something goes up or down but you can't assess everything based on how you are going to be throughout all of time you've only got that little bit and you know, whatever we grapple on to be excited about is totally valid, man. You like what you like, you, know, you love what you love, and you don't like what you don't like. You you weren't a fan of Knights of the Old Republic. It's okay, you know, yeah. and you were squared, you know, made for a very interesting conversation because we all know it was a classic and you were the, you were totally wrong. Uh, but it, it's okay that you had a different this opinion. This is coming from the guy, folks, who gave High Heat Baseball... A 4.5. Uh, 4. 5. Just remember that. 4.5 was enough for you to storm off the set with my microphone, get that into a cab. It's <laughs> like, dude, that's that's a $500 microphone. I need that I, back. No, no. It's funny. People always ask me, did you, did you really storm off the set? The reality was is that I was late for the airport and there was a cab on the yeah. side of the road waiting for me. So yeah. no. And we and we added in the yes. the, the screeching tire sound effects. But uh, that we was, knew what that we was, were doing. We knew what we were doing. It was it was fun stuff. And what was crazy about that day though, that just like an hour before, we reviewed that really crappy men in black game. Oh, I and know. That was like yeah. 1.5 or something. That so. was like, awful. That was like the lowest score we ever gave a game. And then we got to that one with like, geez. Yes. Listen, you you and I have talked a little bit over, over text. I started a, a segment this year about 16-bit superhero games, and then it evolved into side-scrolling superhero games. So I've gone back and looked at classic Game Boy stuff and, and, and games like that. I, Man, I have been yeah. – I, I love superhero games. You know that, right? I mean, we've, we've yeah. had so many discussions about – and I, I didn't really think about the side-scrolling stuff because when we started EP, it was all – 3d it was everything was like playstation and n64 and we were like forget mario it was mario 64 it was crash bandicoot was the very first game we reviewed right yep and and so but now in 2020 to play those classic games and to still have incredible fun with them i see the validity in some of this retro content in in a massive way that's incredibly uh, a tangible thing now, you know, and I see that that's an opportunity for Intellivision or for any of the retro companies. There's all of these licensed games, like one of the the coolest games out there. Somebody brought it up 
uh, the, uh, Sam I Am 111, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo from Konami. Incredible. Konami had this string, man. But they also made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which yeah. has been attempted a few times for the Super like a remake of. But there's a gold mine for you there. Turtles in Time on in yeah. television, Super Nintendo graphics, four-player control. Is that is that in the wheelhouse for you? Is that something oh, that I, you would... Yeah, for sure. And and But we would update the graphics a little bit too because, you know, we do a lot of market research and there are young kids oh, who, yeah. who appreciate pixel stuff. Y- yes. But the majority we find in, in, in like the... Again, where... The, the dad isn't a hardcore gamer, just like you take like an average family in middle America or middle Canada, whatever. And, and, and you, and you show them a pixel 16 bit pixel games and yeah. the kids don't like it. They're like, Oh, that's, that's something for that, that, you know, now a hardcore gamers kid might be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's fine. And cause they were introduced to him. So we do like to up. So, all those games you mentioned, I would love to redo, but we'd probably make them a little bit more like a cartoon, right? So that so that we get a younger generation more interested. You know? And so that's the idea behind Earthworm Jim Three. Yes, you're, you're yeah, a, for sure. You're because I mean, the pixel like a art, cartoon. yeah, the pixel art looked like a cartoon then. You're trying right. to use modern uh, animation technologies to make it look like a cartoon now. Yeah, but the core of the experience will be the, the same. Gotcha. Like. Yes, yes. And how how is that coming together? I mean, that's the game I think that everybody on this chat and everybody in the gaming awareness space. Yeah, I don't have any you know, footage of it. The, I think the only footage you have is just that little taste, right, that you showed off I, a month I, or so I, ago. We put out thirty seconds, and and by the way, that's that is in game footage. It's not people that oh, we, we just put together a a little you know video trailer. No, that's what the game looks and plays like, and it's going to look and play a lot better than that that's just a little tiny slice you know what's really amazing Vic, is that we're coming up with all these incredible ideas based around you know this controller yeah all the funny stuff if you can imagine the things we're doing where you have colors that you can use because not only does the controller you can dial in colors on the controller but the console itself has colors uh force feedback hidden information on the screen, a speaker, a microphone. So there's things that you can say into the microphone or that some other people have to say in order to progress. So we're really, you know, it's kind of like a combination of a side scrolling platform game, but like that no one's, but something that no one's ever experienced for. Because if you remember the original Earthworm Jim wasn't just a 2D scrolling platform it was yeah it was a smorgasbord exactly and so we're doing that same kind of vibe so yes there's platforming things but there's other funny things and i mean i'll tell you off air some of this stuff but but it's oh it's it's just it's just you and me on this private zoom it's just you and me there's no one here no nobody's here go ahead tell me some of the things yeah when when is tron coming i i will (laughs) say this i will say this about earthworm jim is that expect the unexpected, which is yep. always in all the games, gym games, but also that we know that people love the first two games. Yeah. And some of those environments and some of those jokes and some of those characters. 
So we're very aware of that. Let me let me just I'll, I'll just say that and and maybe bringing back some of that stuff in a really funny, unique way. Count on it. And I'll, I'll just I'll leave it at that so people's minds can get going. But we'll, we'll, if you love the first two Earthworm Jim games, you are absolutely going to fall in love with this. And it's 10 times the comedy. Are you guys going to be able to put the um, Earthworm Jim one and two into Earthworm Jim three? Uh, no, um, but we're thinking about what the heck is that? That's creepy. <laughs> oh, don't do that. This is this is this is a mask um, that my friend oh. the VR Grid sent yeah. to me. This is actually my face, but it's blown up a little. Bit, you know? Oh my god! <laughs> Look, it's so frightening, isn't it? It's like that I peeled my skin awful. and stretched it back on. My what face. the hell is wrong? Don't take that. <laughs> Now, well, the VR grid, uh, um, he he says, love when you guys get together. It's like Batman and a slightly more arrogant Batman. I love that. That's amazing. Uh, but which he, one's slightly more arrogant? That must be you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, you know, my, you want to see my <laughs> you COVID You really make mask me smile, bit? buddy. You, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Go for it. You want to see my COVID mask? Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> Hold on. I can't. Look at how crazy I look. This is insane. All right. Dead air. What's <laughs> what? up, bitch? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's very I subtle. Mean, That's awesome. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a mask, if, the, if they're gonna make you wear a mask, then this is the mask I choose. Oh, that's so great. I walk around my, you know, I walk around the grocery store like this. I get gas like this, and let me tell you, is that you true? Make, do you really? Oh, yeah. No way. You make people smile. Why oh not? my God. Do you I think I'll make, make people, people smile if I wear my, my COVID mask? You'll make people run like hell in the opposite <laughs> direction and probably called prote child protective services. I like to wear skin. Oh my God. <laughs> Your yeah. skin looks so nice. It hey, you're gonna make if you're gonna force me to wear a mask, this is the mask I choose. It and it, and it's funny because like I'll walk into a bank like this and yeah. like the security guards start to like reach for their pistols. It's pretty cool. Is that true? No. No. <laughs> uh, well, VR Grid, as you can probably guess, very interested in the VR space. And he, he always uh, comes in asking about VR. Um, have you have you monkeyed around with VR? I, I know VR is not a factor in Intellivision in year one. I, I, I but have. What do you I, think I about VR? I got my Oculus... Uh, uh, down there i i haven't got the oculus 2 yet the, but i got the original quest yeah um uh, here's here's my thing about vr uh, and, and by the way folks watching i i said to vic i said hey if you're gonna have me on today why don't we do a review a game yeah. review and yes I, I, I had i said vic you pick the game yeah and let's do a review we haven't done a review in like i don't know 12 years or something yeah. uh and, and so and so we're going to do a review right after this. Let, let's we'll get into the review and then we can go, go back into other stuff. But so we're about to do a live review of a video game that we that we've been playing. OK, but the, so the thing about I feel like I'm doing a review now on the Oculus and, and VR. Yeah. I'll tell you the thing that's that's kind of uh, like so. So me as a gamer, I like VR. Um, but it's very solitary, yeah. really. I mean, you yeah. know, and, and, and me and my wife are like, 
hey, let's do even when you like do VR together, but you're in like. Yeah, one person's doing it and the other person's watching it. Yes. You don't feel connected, right? You don't feel like that cooperative experience too much. But the thing here's the thing that bugs me, though, about VR. And and I'm curious to know if you feel this way or if I'm Mm. just crazy. Um, Like I go through all the games. I, I check the games like every couple of weeks. And I find myself like, I, I think the, the, the games are too expensive for what they are. That that's kind of one of my first things. Right. Um, and, and like, I like the star Wars stuff. I, there's some good stuff out there, but, but I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't feel that the, there's not enough content that personally excites me there's a lot of evangelizing that's going on in vr Mm. there's a lot of people kind of it's kind of like the roots of the video game industry you know it's kind of like this is gonna land yet what's popular what's not yeah and but it's like you're along for this and you're part of the community and you're helping us build this and if you dig this you can you know help spread the word and and it's all like sprinkled magic fairy dust on it and it you know there's a lot of uh uh, experimental stuff in there and it's all about like wowing you and I think what VR has been missing from my perspective and what I've banged the drum about for years is the uh, characters and the properties that we're familiar with like the fact that there's no VR Tron right now is insane and yeah but but even like the even like the Spider-Man game I'm like are you kidding me well that was what a that was a marketing that? vehicle and that's the other thing is that there's a lot of noise around VR too and sometimes you're in VR and you don't know exactly what you're playing and there's things that pop up like that which are done by a film studio that says okay well let's make a VR experience and really what Star Wars Squadrons Iron Man VR and uh Half-Life Alex underlined this year is we need core Video Squadron. game experience. Squadrons is incredible. And why Quest is such a uh, compelling idea, and Quest 2 as well, is that you can hook it up to a PC with one cable and you can play anything that's available on, on uh, Quest. But wh- the other well, thing I mean, that that's I said. How you, that, that's how you get all your porn. And they're, all the porn is there. Somebody's that's been right. talking about VR porn, sure. But the. Uh, uh, but so, the. So but, I but think the, Leslie Russell nailed it, though, in the chat. Uh, yeah. Leslie says. A lot of expensive rail shooters. <laughs> There's a lot of that, yeah. And, but the other the other thing, and I talked about it in my review of the Quest 2, is that there's too much exclusivity, you know? Like, they're all paying for things, which is fine. PlayStation paid for Iron Man, Valve made Half-Life, and Squadrons is EA, and they've tried to be a little bit agnostic, but it's a little convoluted. Um, Oculus has paid for a bunch of stuff. VR is still so young and so emerging that it needs yeah. to focus on things we're familiar with. I think that's incredibly important. Yeah. There should be excellent yeah, Marvel right. and Star Wars. It's yeah. important because like, you are assuming the life or the role of a character in first person. Yeah. Let's be familiar with that world. You know, but Yes, we like- can have some cool new ones, but if we, totally. like Squadrons should have happened five years ago. That should have been the first thing on every VR headset. Should have been the first thing, right? And well, even like the Creed game, because I'm a big Rocky fan, as right. you know. And it's like I and I forget what I paid for it, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, whatever it was. And then like I had like seven or eight bouts. Yeah. And then that was it. I beat the last guy. Like I blew through it in about an hour and a half. And I just like, yeah. wow, I didn't feel like I got value for 
for my money. My, my good friend, uh, Retro Advisory Board said, it, he goes, it still has to figure itself out. That's yes. what he said in chat. It's still trying to figure itself out. Which and, is and the consumers common. are helping to do that. And, but, you know, the Quest, I think, has enough rewards because it's com completely tetherless and you don't have to pay yeah. uh, to, for an expensive PC. And there's lots of video content. There's lots of extra stuff that you get when you pick that thing up. But yeah, it it is so much about uh, it's evangelizing. It's like you get it, and you have to tell everybody that it's awesome. You know, Leland also had a good comment in chat. He said the tour guide videos on VR are are sweet. Yeah, you can travel from home. Yeah, and he's saying you know sometimes the focus is too much on making traditional games with it. That that's a good point because yeah. I find myself doing like going on YouTube and like going on roller coasters around the world or visiting museums or something. Yes. I find myself doing that more than actually playing games sometimes. Well, and there isn't tons of games and that's part of it too. There aren't tons of like, oh my God, have you played that? Like the Walking Dead one is really good. The Saints and Sinners, which uh, VR, VR Grid was talking about last year. It's a yeah. very good Oculus Quest game. Uh, but yeah, let's get into our review. Uh, I picked something um, that 390 I... people watching. Here we go. That's great. Welcome, everybody, to Reviews on the Run with Tommy Tallarico and Victor 2020 Lucas. 2020 edition. 2020 edition. Uh, somebody said reviews on the Zoom. Here we go. Um, let's talk about uh, Fast and Furious. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Before we get into it. Oh, I started the trailer already. I, what? Oh, geez. Sorry. Uh, so... No, I just, I just want to say that yeah. I... <laughs> Wow, that looks awesome. Um, <laughs> it does. Uh, so, but I just wanted to say that a lot of people always ask me, you know, do you and Vic, did you and Vic, uh, like, were you really friends or were you like, you know, were you like mad at each other and fighting and this and that? And and it, we really never were like that ever. You know, I don't, I don't think we ever in, in, 15 years or the 25 years that we've known each other have ever gotten into a like a real argument the, ever, the ever. honestly the only time we ever got you know upset with each other was when we didn't know what the future for the show was going to be and i had my business of making more tv and i really wanted you to be able to commit but you of course had your other stuff going on and you were busy i don't even and remember that it was no. but it wasn't a big deal like we both it was like of course i'd be stressed and of course you'd be stressed because you would want to sure. do everything too but um it but it was very stressful when you left like it was for me it was very stressful because i had to figure right. out because everybody tied us together but the, but the thing is is that you know were we really you know like angry no. or upset on camera during the reviews not at each other no you know we were playing it up a little bit because and I'll tell you why, though, the reason the show works so well and why we could give each other crap still to this day is because we have amazing amounts of respect for each other. Totally. That's that's the thing. So I know that I can bust his balls and 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 he can bust my balls right back. And we never feel like it's some kind of like attack on our no. egos no. or like or some like it, there's that it's like you know, and I'm grow growing up 100% Italian. That's how we communicated in our family. We'd give each other crap. And that was a sign of endearment and love yeah. to, you know, to Italians that, when they bust the balls. Was that endearment or endearment? 
Did I say endearment? Endearment, yeah. Endearment. Yeah. I'll correct your grammar. Shut up. That's my job. Shut up. <laughs> and that's why his head's so big, because yeah, his brain's well, bigger than mine. That's right, um, yeah. I have the but, brains for the both of us. Exactly. Yeah. And and so and so that's the thing. Like we really, really respect it. So even when we would get like heated on camera, it was it wasn't at each other. No. It was that we know this was gonna be good, you know? Well, yeah, and I think we also recognize the um uh, you, you, that conversation was happening everywhere else between two friends. You know, we right, were exactly. we we were like an avatar for every discussion. And I, we, how many times did you hear that? It's like you and Vic are just like me and my brother or me and my friend. We're That's always right. arguing all the time. And, and exactly. you know, we, we didn't know that intrinsically, but we started to appreciate that as uh, you know, we were able to make more and more content. It's funny though, right? You watch old EP, like season one is on our YouTube channel. You can check that out if you haven't, but. Uh, reviews we knew was fun, but we didn't know that it was going to be so fun and that people kept coming back and saying that that's my favorite thing. And, you know, it was so funny. We'd end the, the show every week and half the time would be ending on us arguing about something. And it's OK, goodbye. We'll see you next week. And then people people would come up to us and say, that's my favorite part of the show. And that's what it eventually evolved into its own show. Um, but we didn't know. But as you see, first, you know, the seasons go on. Reviews becomes a much bigger part of EP. And the right. conversations get deeper, and then we made it into its own show. And yes, we'll, we'll eventually post everything. People have access to everything. It's a huge job, uh, but yeah, I want I want people to be able to to get into everything. But so let's do something we new. Cross the four hundred. We're now at four hundred and five <laughs> people. That's amazing. Thank you for joining us, everybody. So I'm I am now. I I need to tell everyone now. I am I am I am going to go back in to my reviews on the run persona now. So oh. people have to understand, I love video games. I love the industry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO of a hardware console manufacturer in television. Um, and so I feel bad, you know, by critiquing other people's games at this point in my life and my career. Right. But I'm going to go back into... 1980 or 1995 no, we're, not, we're not that old <laughs> okay so pers persona unlocked okay it's not Vic. a persona game we are talking about Let's fast and furious crossroads this came out a little while ago so it's not brand new but i figured i didn't get really talk about this that much i didn't stream you it suck but i wanted i wanted you to play something that was uh are you a fast and furious fan by the way do you, no, do you by the way no, look here's the thing i i love cars i'm a big car guy as yes. you know yes but i watched the first fast and furious movie it was you may offend cool. like 395 people on our chat right now That's, you know that it's fine but I people just, love I this didn't... franchise I didn't really get into the movies. That's you know, yeah. and I, I like other Vin Diesel stuff. I actually like wow. the Triple X, uh, the last Triple X movie. Wow. So yeah, it, uh, you know, life, but but I just never got into these movies. That being said, yeah, when 69. you said, "Hey, let's review wow. a game," and I'm I was excited. I'm like, "Oh, cool! There's, I get to." That's what Tommy looked cool. like right there. <laughs> cool, and I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see what you're uh, what you see. Don't worry. Oh, um, your head's in your hand, in your hands right there. Like <laughs> um, and so and so when I was thinking, okay, Fast and Furious. Here's what I'm thinking in my mind as a game designer myself, as an audio. I'm like, 
okay, this is going to be cool because you can do a cross, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, um, how about like a cross between Need for Speed, yeah. meet Spy Hunter, mm-hmm. meet James Bond. And Burnout. Like, and Burnout, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you have this really great opportunity. Which and, sounds like and, a Fast and Furious movie in a way. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I want the game to be. Right. And what happened hey, is some somebody sat down and said, let's cr- look we have access to vin diesel and some of these actors well he produced this thing his studio is behind it oh, and now it, i feel oh i'm not going to say anything bad about it he'll come my ass. he'll come I'm beat gonna, you up yeah well i he, love this game <laughs> his company who who did the uh escape from butcher bay game i think it's tygon yeah. studios or trigon tygon tygon yeah they they uh made this game like they're a part of this thing and clearly i didn't the, realize that the family and this this franchise is enormous and just this week we saw that uh um they're actually they're doing two more movies and then that's it they're they're stopping the mainline fast oh, and oh, furious oh, were they stopping at 12 what yeah are they stopping? <laughs> it's like final fantasy there's no final yeah, right? in Final Fantasy. So what is what are, the final Final Fantasy? That's what I wanted. It was called Final Fantasy, and they've done fourteen more. We'll never live um, to see that. So, what did you think of Fast and Furious Crossroads? I mean, I, I, well, I mean, it's garbage. Let's get that out of the way. But, 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 but I was there. Was the the, the problem is, is that there were some certain elements in there. I mean, graphically. It looks okay. It's, it's okay. It's not, yes. It's, it's okay. And there were some great moments. Like, again, I think somebody sat down with this really cool idea. Let's arm cars. Let's, let's, and they, and they do, you know, the street races as well. Yes. Um, and we have Vin Diesel here. Let's bring in the actors. Let's create a storyline around the game. And all that sounds great. And but the execution, the story was crap, and <laughs> but the acting was garbage, right? And well, what it's, was in, it's phoned in a little bit, right? You can tell. Oh that, my god! Yeah. It's like you like you're driving, and there's like you're driving against a train, and it's really awesome visual. Like there's this train, and you're driving, and there's all these cars and everything, yeah. and then it's like ah, and then the acting's like we should probably go over there. It's like, what, yes. what do you do? Like, can you pretend like you're in the movie for crying out loud? What, what drove me nuts is the, uh, the, the amount, well, there's one thing, you can see this in the footage right here. The camera, I couldn't figure out how to switch the camera from this perspective. It's yeah. right on the butt of the car, and this is yeah. a story-driven racing experience where right. there's all this but you're stuff. you're never thrown. first person. Yeah, or further back, so you can get real perspective about where all the cars are and you know all the things you have to take down and stuff. And so I was, and they also try to do some things where they change the camera angle on you super quickly as they're trying to you know amp uh, up the action. Yeah. And it's so frustrating, you know, you're trying to avoid all these things. And the other thing is there's all of these arrows and all of these indicators on screen all the time. It's so over the top and hits you over the head so much that it, it, you can't really get lost in the world. It feels like uh, an arcade game from the 90s in a way. Well, but but what's the most important arcade game from the 90s was way yeah. better than this. But what yeah. what? What's the most important element of any driving game? The most important element. Uh, it should the handling. The it controls. should feel yeah. It should feel incredible. The controls, yeah. Yes. Right? And this and is the this Project felt- Cars theme uh, th- 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 team. This is the people that made Project Cars, the slightly mad I, studios. 
I don't get it because when I was driving the vehicle, I felt like, you know, when you go into, uh, you know, when you go into like Walmart or a grocery store (laughs) and you have that like one wheel and you're like, you're you're fighting straight. Yes. That's how I felt. I know. It's it's like the cars take control of you and the camera's locked and there's all these moments that the designers have set up for you and you're you're coming at them from all kinds of weird perspectives because it's just all fighting you. You know, you're not really fighting. You're You're always struggling. You're not. It's not burnout. That elegance of burnout where you're, you know, all kinds of insanity is happening, but you always feel in control in burnout. And it's like this should have been that. Because you're, you know, taking down cars and you're doing all kinds again, of fun you, things. And but if it's you talk not. about the graphics, though, it's not. Now, y- there should have been a lot more damage. Like, I want to see yes. the damage happen on the vehicle. That's not there. Everything kind of has that too much of a glossy shine that that kind of takes it. But but the graphics overall are good. And the other thing, too, I will say this, because I'll give, you know, props where, where they're due. Although the acting and storyline I felt were subpar, I did actually like the cinematography yeah. of the cutscenes. Yep. I thought the cinematography in this game was actually well done. And the graphics, like I said, some of them, there's this one thing like at the end where this freaking rocket ship yep. comes down, lands, and then you're driving next to this thing. And there's some really great, like, explosions that happen there's this beautiful moments but you when you're struggling with controls and you don't have to it just seems like this game needed another six months to yes. like add some more stuff in and I'm redo sh- the well it came out in the summer which is when the movie was supposed to come out so they and what's so sad right is that the developers could have delayed it a year just like they delayed the movie and really tuned it and really made it an unforgettable game because the the bones of an excellent idea are here the you know we we have struggled with um, story-driven Need for Speeds for so many years where it's so cheesy and forced and the Need for Speed games have tried to be uh, the Fast and Furious movies with a bunch of characters and actors that weren't the actors right. from Fast and Furious. And then they actually yeah. made a Need for Speed movie, but they never could, which was uh, was crazy, but they never could sort of align. Stay in your lane, people. Stay in your lane. Well, they could never get as, you know, as popular or as successful as Fast and Furious. This was the opportunity to make a Need, a need for Speed game experience with burnout elements that was with the authentic Fast and Furious actors that really sold the whole concept. The story driven, yeah. you know, you know, character based, and then they have all of these abilities. It could have been great. And if they, and, and you know what else? They, they didn't though, need too, to, Vic, to, to that, send it this year. They didn't need to ship it this year. Well, the other the other cool thing though, I thought about the game was that they had all the all the like the real cars. Yeah. Like the Mustang yes. two plus two fastback. They had like Camaros, the old uh, uh, the old uh, Corvettes, the Chargers, they like they Mazdas had. and Ford trucks and all kinds oh, of man, stuff. The new thing. Acura, I think that is that a new Acura? I saw, I think it was, or a new Mazda or something. Yeah, it and it, like they had the licenses. Yep, they had the actors, but man, it just like so they did a lot of things right. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's got to be fun to play, dummies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know? and it's it's so in love with the you know the like 
putting uh, uh, who's the guy? Well, Vin Diesel's in there, and then Tyrone. Uh, I, I forget the guy, the actor's name, but all, like Michelle Rodriguez is in there. Uh, Shonisa Michelle Green, I believe, the person that plays uh, the lead on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, she is the main character, and there's there's I don't some incredible. Star Trek. It, yeah, I'm strictly Star Wars, my friend. You're, strictly you're the Star, Star Wars. Trek nerd, well, no, I, I'm more Star Wars than Star Trek. Pick but, one now. Uh, Star Wars. Star- yeah, okay, for maybe. sure. Yeah, um, but yeah. Pic- like, okay, like- let's go Picard or um, uh, uh, your favorite Gandalf. captain. Picard. Gandalf. <laughs> Picard or uh, Captain Kirk? Yeah, Picard uh, or Kirk. Picard. Oh, you suck! No. Yeah, way. no, no, Picard. Uh, no, you need to choose uh, Captain Kirk. I know he's Canadian, but uh, yeah, no, Picard for sure. Uh, I I I love uh, uh, I can't think of Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart is just incredible. Uh, but yeah, this this is a uh, it's a disappointing game. It's um, the music. By the way, the music was good. Yeah. And, but this oh, you is, made notes. Is, Look at you. I love it. It's the old days. You're, I'm taking you're, notes. You're, re- bitch, you're reading notes. your notes. You're not... I love it. I love what it. What are you man. winging it, Tyrese? Boy, is not that a turnaround. These are my notes right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the production elements were interesting for sure, and there are some moments where the compulsion sinks in. You know that burnout type compulsion. It's fun to you know take down vehicles that you're racing against. It's just not 2020, man. It's just not a 2020 game. It feels like a, it's you know something that's been outclassed and outdated for a long time at this point. Now let's talk about. I want to talk about price for a second here. Yeah. Right. Yes. So when this game originally came out a couple months ago or over the summer, like you said, it was sixty dollars. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Wait for yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And then. If you wanted to get three more cars, the DLC, yes. it was $30 for three c- more cars. Now, the wow. one thing we didn't mention, too, is this game is very short. Yeah. You, you can you can blow. Th- I blew through the game in about under four hours. Right. Wow. And I was surprised because we we typically play games before we remove them for like four or five, sometimes six to eight hours. Yes. And so I'm like, well, that can't be it. Holy crap. DLC 30 bucks, original game 60 bucks, but wait, there's more. The special edition of this game was a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a hundred dollars. Now, there, I mean, I there are some night. severe, massive, fast and furious fans, man. They'll plunk down the dough. This is a multi billion dollar business for Universal, not getting value for money, not getting the value for totally the money. Not. The DLC no. stuff that's just cheap at this point, yeah. But when I bought it yesterday, everything was half price now. So it was it was 30 bucks. But still, let's be honest. Did you feel like you got $30 worth there? Because no. I feel ripped off. If it's, a sha- ripped off. it's a shadow of many games. that are, I mean, Burnout uh, Paradise Remastered hit the Switch this year. And that is such a better experience in every sense of the word. And that is a 2010 game. That's a 10-year-old game. And it's it's so much better than Fast and, the, and Furious, even though it doesn't have the actors and the uh, you know the the franchise. It's just a way right. more enjoyable game to play. Yeah, this this is. Um, let me see. I'm I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, let me see. Uh, the controls blow. Yep, I got to that. My my notes are actually pretty. Uh, 
uh, cinematography, bad acting. The, the camera perspective on the racing the is, is one of my, yeah, it's one of my biggest. The chase uh, camera. Now, again, yeah. though, I liked when you did the, uh, when you did the street racing, like you would do street racing at night. Yeah. And where I liked the back camera was in that, in that mode, because you could see kind of where the cars were. And what was also cool though, when you at nighttime, you could see like the glow of the I dashboard. Like, I like that. That was cool. I liked some of the glowy effects and stuff, but I just felt like I wanted to be able to position the camera wherever the hell I yeah, want. I was pressing. Got, come on. And, I was pressing every way, button. I went into the options, and it didn't look like I could change the camera perspective, and it drove me nuts. You know. And, I, and, and by the way, that's the easiest thing to incorporate into a game. Yeah. It's literally just going into the main thing and just moving the camera and making it an option. So, so that's like. That would have cost no time, yes. no money. Yes. Why the hell don't like when I play my Formula One games, there's like you, you have like six different, seven different options. It's they like, raced to get this thing out in time for a movie that was delayed for another year. It's a tragic whoops. story in 2020. And I know that many, many Fast and Furious fans feel completely burned. I think the only saving thing here is that you and I aren't the biggest Fast and Furious fans, so we don't feel quite as maligned. You know, like we're, it's it was still it was still not fun, but it wasn't uh, like stabbing me in the heart because I don't really have any investment in this. I I had it was no Willy Wonka, right? Right, I, and it's no Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Right, I I I uh, I was expecting more. I think they could have made this a really great thing with For the sure. guns and all that because it yep. was kind of fun. Yeah. But but you got to get the controls right. Yeah. If you're gonna have a story driven game, you have to have good acting. These are professional actors. They should have known better. Somebody should have said, "I I look." If Vin Diesel owns the company, and again, I like Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, and and it, you know Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, oh, he's a big nerd. Uh, yeah, no. Triple X. He's the, great. I love so much. Like I want him to succeed. Yes. Because I love so much that Hollywood has taken an interest. In, big action stars are taking an interest in actually making games and doing studios. Yeah. So I, I I love that. But I almost felt like somebody didn't tell Vin when he was in the voice booth. Hey, can we get a little more? Yeah. Can we get a little more like he wasn't directed? Maybe, you know, like I mean, that's that's his issue anyways. Like he's such a chill guy anyways. And we know that about, you know, his character. And and, but but what? Yeah, it's a different thing when you're in the voice room and you know that you're an audio guy, you know that. So you have to perform differently. You have to say, hey, the car's on fire and you're speeding against a thing and you're about to go off the cliff. Okay, deliver the line now. Yeah. So even Vin Diesel would have been like, what? Yes. There was, there was none of that. No. Know? So yeah, he anyway, was too cool. He was too cool. So what do you give it then? Scale of one to 10. What do you uh, give this game? I, it's, it's not the worst racing experience I've ever played, but you know, there are so many better ones. So I'm going to, I'm going to be 4.5 out of 10. How about yourself? Oh, no, that's, that's not, that's a, that's a fair score. I yeah. think uh, I'm going to say, and I, and I really wish it, it, it I thought it could have been better. I'm going to give it a 4.2. Okay, there you go. Smart ass. Bring it back. 
25 <laughs> years later, I still don't know him with 4. 2 Isn't that great? Uh, we got a 3.5. We got a, a 3.8. We got a 0.2. That's 0. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, our scores, we must be getting older. We're getting, we're getting more in our old age. Well, we're we, getting more We nice. know that they didn't well, want to make nice. a crap game. They didn't want to make a crap game. That's a big studio, big Nobody team. wants to make a crap Nobody game. does, yes. Um, and okay. this is coming from the guy who worked on Color a Dinosaur and Aquaman on the Xbox. Trust that's me, right. That's right. They didn't want to make bad games. It just so no no Aquaman out. on Intellivision then. Never uh, say not never. So far, not so far. It, it, isn't it funny? A lot of people don't know this, but but the dude who plays Aquaman, uh, Jason uh, Momoa. Yeah. Is that is that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, they uh, hey back to some Intellivision Amico games. Yep. Um, they. Um, we interviewed him because he used to be on uh, what was the show? A uh, Baywatch. Baywatch Hawaii, yeah. Hawaii, yeah. And we interviewed him, and it's funny to go back and look at our interview. I think I interviewed him, and it's funny to go back and look at that because he looked so young and small. This is before he got muscles. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that was a fun interview. Remember that? And I was, of course flirting with all the Baywatch girls. That uh, was, a, yeah, the, those, Nat, those, that was at the television convention called Nat P, where, Nat where we P would in, go in for... New Orleans. Yeah, there was a New Orleans one and there was a Vegas one, and we would go to talk um, to people about their shows and we would interview them for EP, but we were also having meetings with broadcasters that might be interested in our show. So it was kind of a double... I, I fell in love a couple of times uh, doing that kind of stuff. That, that one, the blonde Baywatch girl... And then I remember, of course, uh, Donna Dierico. Oh, who was she, also she was in our pilot or our like pilot our, our early demo stuff. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, so we, we had some amazing encounters and it's incredible how, how uh, video games are. Um, they're, they're so like every, they're, they're the great equalizer. Everybody's as invested into games as we are. You know, like celebrities, that's what they do. They play video games. I remember talking to Red from uh, uh, that 70s show. He was in Robocop movie as well. I forget what the actor's name is, but yeah. uh, Kurt something. He's a huge Rainbow Six fan. Like, that's what he would do, you know? And well, remember Elijah Wood? We, yes. We would always talk to Elijah Wood about yes. games, and he was big. But I I, I still, I, I got I to gotta, uh, give a shout out to this man because he gave us, he was so uh, nice of his of his time um but you know i, I don't know i don't want to speak for you but i think one of your greatest moments on film was when you got to interview the great late great robin williams oh yeah and robin of course named his daughter zelda that's yeah. how much he loved video games and 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 uh such a great and you know it's interesting i just watched and if people haven't seen it please check it out i forget if it's on netflix or amazon but but there's a there's a, a brand new robin williams documentary that came out that his wife did yeah and i was like i was it's hard like, to watch because you're well uh... i was angry mm. at robin williams you know the, the the selfishness when one of your heroes passes away but yeah you know like i was angry with them because i'm like why would you kill yourself and so many people love you and you selfish bastard it's like you you get all these like egotistical your own personal yeah. feelings and and i and i've been angry at him yeah because he like because you think oh he must have just given up and this and that 
and folks, if, if, if any of you had those kind of like issues about Robin, like I did, please, 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 please watch this documentary because I learned so much in all of that kind of disappointment that I had because of the way he died and, and, and committing suicide, it all went away. And I just, it's so, because you realize that he was suffering from this illness and, yeah. and it's just so sad and so emotional. And, and so what, what ended up starting out is like disappointment and a little like self, like, you know, anger about it internally, which is completely unfair, but it's just how I felt. Um, all of that turned into like something that was, that, that was like understandable and, and, Wow. And it makes me feel bad that I even felt like that at the beginning because it's such a selfish, you know, it's such a selfish emotion to have when somebody else, you know, commits suicide and, and, and you're like, you're angry about it. It, it. Like, it is. But, um, you know, truthfully, those thoughts, they flicker through many of us and people should follow up on uh, reaching out and talking everything through, you know, like it's a personal thing. This, this association with anything that heavy and dark for sure but there is lots and lots of love and people that are supportive of people that ever have dark thoughts like that and i think that's and my, and my wife that, made me watch it too because she's a big robin williams fan also and, and i didn't want to watch it i'm like oh no because I of the way that he passed for yeah two hours yeah you know? I, well it's sad um and and yeah, you know honestly that's that, so that, that's my fear of this though I, like I felt- that's a, that's always my concern is like when somebody does something like that, that's so high profile, it can have repercussions, you know? And I, uh, I, I went immediately and like donated to his charity, like after that thing. And I, I was just, I was, again, I didn't know this story. And, and so for folks who don't know the story and, um, yeah, he's an know, incredible was, guy. And, and oh, he would, he was amazing to meet because the, the thing about Rob Williams was that yeah. you, you felt like you knew him because he's so much in yeah. our lives and had been there, especially for people our age that grew up with Mork, Mork and Mindy. I showed my daughter Mork and Mindy. It's what a, what a trip that is. Oh, did uh, she but, like it? Did you yeah, she did. Funny? Yeah, she did. My, fa- my favorite one still with the egg. Fly, be free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's an, what an amazing talent. But there was this, this, um, you know, like this awareness that he's just been in our lives for forever. And so when I met him, I've kind of felt like that, you know, until the yeah. rapid fire of his brain and how quick he was. And, and uh, yeah, he and, and what was crazy about that interview was at E3 and, it, you know, he was kind of being ushered around. And I walked up to him and to Bing Gordon, who was his friend, one of the uh, early employees at Electronic Arts. And he's a, he was a huge video game fan. He was always... Yeah. Uh, you know, with people asking about new games and stuff. But uh, I, I asked Robin if it'd be all right if we did an interview. He said, sure. And so we lit up the light. And the minute we lit up the sun gun on our camera, there was like an amphitheater of people <laughs> around us watching us do Poor this guy. this interview in the middle of, uh, you know, a huge, you know, very busy booth. But it was like <laughs> cleared out and we are we had an audience everywhere. It was incredible. And the, the, the funny, the funniest thing, the funny part was you you asked him, too. It's like, um, so are, are you are you are you here? Because you knew that his daughter was Zelda and a lot. Of, again, this is pre social media. Pre, yes. Like. You, you, he was impressed that you knew that fact about him, you know, and, and, uh, you weren't just trying to like clout chase or something, you know, you were like, you actually knew about 
knew about him because we were fans of him. And uh, but I remember you asked him, he's like, oh, do, you know, did you I know your your daughter's named after a video game character, Zelda. He goes, yes, Zelda. And, and he goes, oh, are there any of your kids here? And he's like, are you crazy? He goes right into Robin Williams. Are you crazy? You think I would bring my kids here? They'd be lost forever. Son, where are you? You know, I just went right into character. So yeah, so many incredible moments and memories. We, we, we really are and were blessed to be able to do this kind of stuff, right? And it was so, it was crazy fun, continues to be. And, I, you know, I'm, a million people are saying, we got to do this more often. And I, I agree with that. Yeah, totally. totally. It, I can't believe it's almost been two hours. I know. It, it seems like this has like been 15 minutes. I know. And th this is the way production always was, right? Like we would just get into it and we'd riff and we'd get a lot of notes about don't talk over each other. Can you guys, the, the editors would always come to me. Can can you yeah. and Tommy kind of like take a some turns? Is Rich in here? That's awesome. Rich, uh, no, Rich, Rich, one of our uh, in television friends, Rich awesome. from Bacon Ice Cream Productions, is here. Awesome, and he's taken off. I just wanted to say bye to Rich and, uh, um, yeah, Gr oh, Grudge is in too. Awesome, Grudge. Thanks for coming. And Sam, I am one one one. So many people, and very very grateful for everybody that was here. Um, but yeah, let's do let's this do again. Let's do this again, Vic. Yes. Let's do this like once a month or something. Well, you know what would be cool is, um, yes, we can do, you know, get-togethers on we'll a regular basis. Game every yeah, but I, like when you are ready to talk about uh, Earthworm Jim 3, like what's the next big thing? Can you kind of tease us with like, what's the next big reveal on Intellivision? What are you, oh, what are you guys yeah, kind no, of cooking up? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm glad you asked. The yeah. uh, So one of the, one of the next things we're going to do next week is we're going to do a live stream and I'm going to show the UI for the okay. first time because it's okay. very unique. Um, and, and I'm going to kind of go through it live. So if people have questions, I can kind of answer it. So I'm going to set up a machine, you know, probably behind me. Actually, the machine's right here. I actually... He's gone. There he this goes. Oh, the, it's in his, uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. This, this is the, uh, this is uh, now again. This isn't final plast. This isn't final coloring. Okay. But this is the this is the final. Um, you know, this is the final box. You can see the back of it and and everything uh, like that. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to be setting uh, setting this up uh, behind me and uh, and you know turn it on and show everyone that you because we're doing something really different. So that's going to happen next week. So for everyone out there who's who's watching. Please, please, please do me a huge favor. Uh, two things, if you could, I really appreciate it, is um, go to intellivisionamico.com. That's the console website, intellivisionamico.com. Sign up to our mailing list, please. I could get a couple hundred more people. It would be awesome right here. Help me spread the word. And then the other thing is um, to go to our YouTube channel after you're done watching this. Um, just put in Intellivision. And you'll see the blue running man, uh, or it's it's a blue icon with a white I, running man. Can you show uh, us what that looks like? Can you can you do the blue running man? Can can you give everybody an idea of what that? Yeah, please. There, it's sort of like that. Okay, so look for that, it's but it's made out of pixels. More like that. <laughs> um, and so and so look look for him, um, and 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 please subscribe to our channel because that's where we do a lot of our content. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, and if you want to see me pwn haters, 
uh, join my Twitter page uh, at, at Tommy Tellerico. I like to uh, I like to mix it up with some of the. That's one of your favorite things to do. Poning. Yeah, still. Do, do people still say later? Do people still say poning? Is that a thing still? No, that's a <laughs> that's I, I just I went into full boomer mode there. <laughs> yeah. I, um, but okay, so you're gonna do the UI. Um, well, we'll we'll keep in touch, and you yeah, let doing, me know. UI, oh, and then later in the year, uh, Vic, in in December, we're yeah. gonna be showing the physical media off and okay. what that looks like and what we're doing because that is also very different and unique. And if people want to know anything about my career, Tellerico.com. And Very I have cool. all my whole history and all the games. And, and you can see a lot of funny videos of Vic and I, a lot of behind the scenes things that yeah. never aired, is, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know that dam that we used to shoot at all the time? This is, this yeah. is horrible. Um, it malfunctioned. And the water what? came pouring out of it, and it was a huge no. accident, and and some people passed away. They what? got yeah, right where we shot, right where we were. No. That's where they were, and I, I mean, I like it's just I, my condolences to the family and the people that oh, were affected man. there. I've got people in my Facebook that thing chain. was huge too. That was like a legit dam. I, like there's video damn. footage of it that was just so scary, and and but I thought about it immediately because obviously we go there from time to time. But what I associate that dam with is. We shot there a lot, and every time you'd say, damn, you know, but uh, right. uh, yeah, tragic accident. I, I mean, I hate to end our awesome podcast on that terrible news, but uh, wow. yeah, it's a shock. Well, well, well wait, wait, wait to end the stream on a down note. You well, well, I'm, I'm getting, I'm being real with the people, you know, there might no, be people I'm here not. from Vancouver who recognize that that was uh, maybe <laughs> know that damn from watching our show. Uh, so I think what we should do is the next time we chat, um, you you should have some hands-on time with the new Xbox and the new PlayStation, because I know everybody would like to get your thoughts on that. We will un you know talk about the unveilings that you've prepped for in television, and maybe yeah. you'll have some kind of new game reveal for us, and then uh, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about because we always do in the next in the next uh, video, and then we can kind of start to formulate more regular things like this. But I, I loved today; super fun to do. Well, there you go. Right at the two hour mark, my friend. Awesome. It was great. Great seeing you. Uh, great talking to you. And, and more importantly, it was fun to do it in, in front of uh, about 500 people. Too, it's super so. fun to do it live, isn't it? Uh, sorry about yeah. the echoes. I'll have that figured out for next time. I'm always learning with this stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good Boomer. taste. That's a good taste of uh, you can't call me a boomer if you're a boomer. We're not, we're too young yeah, to be I'm boomers. Not a boomer, boomer. Yeah, come on. You start that up. Good God. Uh, I I like somebody called me the OG influencer, and I, I'm okay with that. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That's right. Before there was YouTube, friends, it was Victor Lucas. That's hilarious. All right. Well, listen. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you to our guest today, Tommy Tellerico. Find out about him at Tellerico.com and YouTube.com slash Television and Tommy Tellerico on uh, Twitter. Uh, thank you for uh, being here and can't wait to get uh, actual physical hands-on with uh, the Intellivision at some point. And uh, we will see you very soon, everybody. Thanks for Thank watching. Thank you, everyone. Brian's Man Cave, Alex, and the whole crew. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you soon. And until then, play forever.